Terry's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 101.7 FM and 710 Kiel. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana and A-Bears Town & Country Report, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Galigas, and I do thank you for listening to our show today. Joining me on my radio show is a special guest, is Mr. Chris Orestes, who is the president of Life Care Exchange, and he's a nationally recognized healthcare expert and senior advocate, and I'm asking him to, to join us today to help us uh, deal with identity theft the rampage over this uh, regarding cell phones, computers, and why consumers need to develop a multi-pronged strategy to protect themselves and their devices. So thank you, Chris, for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Pleasure to be here. It's really good timing to be having this conversation with everything that's going on in these uncertain times. Yeah, these are uncertain times, and um, even during the COVID-19, there's still a lot of uh, identity theft being going on, right? Well, actually, more than ever, uh, seniors are particularly vulnerable to cybersecurity threats, cyber hackers, scam artists that have been using the coronavirus period as uh, just another opportunity to get in and steal identity information, banking information, and uh, uh, you know they're they're always out there on the prowl, but they're more on the prowl now than ever. Really. You know, I was uh, reading through some of your notes. You've done a, you've had a, um, a lot of great information here, but it's interestingly enough that uh, they're really going after bank accounts. Isn't that, isn't that the case? Have you seen that a lot? Bank accounts, well, and, you know, and credit it, cards. Yeah, it's, it's like the old the old saying. You know, why do you rob a bank? Well, that's where the money is. Oh. So, you know, the, what what the what the golden ticket for a scammer is, is to get their hands on your social security number and your bank account information because they either want to steal your identity to pose as you to do to, to then use that identity to fraudulent financial transactions, what have you, or if they can tap right into your bank account and start draining money, tap into your credit card, start start charging against your card, then you know that's what they're looking for, and you know, and and people today, I hate to say this, seniors. I'm a senior. I'm seventy. Or we're so in a way we want to help people. <laughs> I get calls occasionally. I get even emails. That, uh, you you know they're the fraud, but I'm just saying, what happens if somebody's legit? You know they know about me. And I, mean, I know a lot of them out there. A lot of seniors tell me they want to help people, but I tell them you got to be cautious these days. There's so many people out there, and they could be. In Pakistan, for you know, uh, requesting you to help their their son or daughter that's stranded somewhere, but it may be true or false. But you need to validate that before you start giving out information. Isn't that true? It is, and that's a big reason why seniors are targeted so much. They're they're known to be trusting. They're known to want to help. Uh, oftentimes, they can be preyed upon <clears throat> because they live oftentimes more isolated, so they start to form a bond with scammers who are, who are good at, at, at a real con where they're trying to build a relationship with you and they take their time before they start moving in to get the information they're looking for to get money from you. They know that seniors want to help. Sometimes they'll even take advantage of the fact that they might be hard of hearing or starting to cognitively decline and, and trick them into thinking that they're that you're actually talking to a family member or a good friend of the family, something like that. So 
there's a lot of reasons like that why seniors are particularly vulnerable and and aggressively targeted. And, and most of the times they don't take if they if I, I was telling recently that some seniors are so much you know inside now through the past since March that a lot of them answer any phone call that comes in just to talk to somebody. I had, I had one lady down the street from living from me. I said, "Ma'am, you don't need to answer every call. There are scammers." Right? She says, "I know," and I listen to their story. And most of the times I hang up. I said, "Oh, it's all the time that you, did you hang up?" But a lot of them are listening, and it's sad. I mean, in a way, they're picking up everything: calls, mail, well, and it's sad. You're right. I, people have been isolated and and. Quite frankly, seniors still need to be isolated. You know, the, the, the pandemic situation has not gone away, nope. and it is going to continue for some time. And so seniors, because they're physically vulnerable to the virus, have now become financially vulnerable to the virus in, in being good, solid targets for scammers like this. So let's, let's talk about... Um Fraud alerts. I think that's a lot of them. Are, some people are. Uh, we get them. My wife and I. We we love them. That these you know protect you. Something happening on your credit card, your bank account. You're you're notified via text, via email, etc. Or even. I don't like the calls though. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if they're. I trust them or not. But I like the text and I like the the email. But you know, they even offer the telephone call, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, they're still. They're, they will take advantage of every possible way to get to you, by phone, by email, by text. And, and remember, what they're looking for is ultimately for you to give them your Social Security number, your bank account information, your credit card information, or, or sensitive information that they can use to then try and hack into your information. And one of the big tricks that people need to watch out for, particularly with email, are phishing scams where they're posing as government entities, companies, your bank, and they're asking you to click on a link to either claim a prize, claim some information, validate some information. But really, that's just a, a entryway to get into your computer. Once you've clicked on that link, they can get inside your computer. They can seize control of your computer. They can access it to find your bank account information, credit card information, your personal information. You've got to be on the guard for that. Well, that's that's a critical advice there. And the the other thing is, some of them I've I've been told, Gary, I think I won a prize, but I've got to pay for the shipping of this prize to be shipped to me. And I said, hmm, that's a be careful about that one. I wouldn't even touch that with a ten foot pole. You know, they get the call, right. they get they get the call about that, or they get an email that you want a you know, you want a prize, but you need to let us know your uh, uh, you need to pay your with credit card or pay with a, a bank uh, withdrawal to pay for this particular shipping or sales tax or income tax uh, withholding. You know, the, the, some of those are really definitely raised red flags. Correct? They, they do. They do. If if anybody's asking you to send them money to give you something, that that's a clear signal that you're you're being scammed. If somebody's asking you to give your information to them to verify your identity, posing as your bank, posing as Microsoft IT or Apple IT, and they just want to make sure that you, you confirm who you are, so give them your Social Security number, give them some sensitive information like that, that that's a scam. Hang up. Don't respond. If you get an email like that, if you get a call like that, and you're, and you're, you're wondering if maybe it is legitimate, just call back. Call Look for the phone number, 
or call your bank. If you get an email that's posing as your bank asking you to click on something and give them information, don't do it. Call your bank and say, hey, Good I idea. got an email. Is this from you? And they'll tell you, oh, no, no, that scam's been out there. Watch out. Uh, you know, banks will warn you, credit cards will warn you if you reach out to them because you are suspicious that it, you've been targeted. What have you seen the experience of, of, of seniors and boomers registering themselves to, to get alerted by their their credit cards or their bank account people about suspicious activity? Have you seen that? Well, is that increased or are they still skeptical because they, they, they think that that's a millennial thing? Well, look, it's, it, that's an important safeguard to, to protect yourself from scams and, and hacks and, and that you don't even need to register for your bank or your credit card. If, if there's fraudulent activity, they, they're going to reach out to you. If they see it, they're going to reach out to you. Now, it's also your responsibility, though, to be checking your statements. And don't wait to do it once a month if you get a billing statement mailed to you. You need to be online checking your bank account, checking your credit card account, looking for fraudulent activity on a weekly basis. You need to look at your transaction history. Uh, I'd say even more than once a week. You might want to be doing it two or three times a week because if you can spot it and catch it early, you can cut it off and, and bring it to the attention of the bank, bring it to the attention of the credit card company, and they'll work with you to, to stop fraudulent activity probably even reverse the charge and, and give the money back to you if, if if you catch it early enough. But if you let something drag on and on forever and then all of a sudden one day flag it, you could be drained of a lot of money and not be in a position to, to, to recover that. Well, Chris, hold that thought because I've got a personal experience about that I'm willing to share with my listeners. So hold that thought. We'll be right back with more information. But now we're with our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by Abear, Town and Country in Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer in AARP, Louisiana. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM and 710 Key. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana and A-Bears, Town and Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show is a special guest, is Mr. Chris Oristis, who is also known as the Retirement Genius, and we thank him for coming on our show to give us a little bit of information on how to avoid identity theft and to, to mess, to sadly, if you give them that information, to, to protect yourselves, your loved ones, and your, your fortunes. So thank you, Chris, for joining us today. No, I'm glad we have, we have the opportunity to have this discussion today. It's very important. So, Chris, I'm going to tell my listeners the importance, which I know a lot of them do not do this. They do not diligently review accounts. And definitely, I can, I can attest to many of my friends, until this happened to me several years ago, and I, I've shared it with them, that, uh, that you've got to do that online. You've got to set up an online account and review it every so often, even if you put alerts on that. Because sometimes the credit card companies don't think it's fraudulent. Is that right, Chris? Well, it's yeah, the, the, it can be missed. So it's on you to to be checking and verifying your own charges. Don't wait for them to catch it for you. They're, they're looking, and they're going to try and find what they can, but there's a good chance they'll miss stuff. 
And so, and and I have a lot of people. Oh, Gary, I just wait to my statement. I go through it. So I did that one year, the several years ago. I uh, did not have an online account with this credit card company, and I get my credit card bill that normally one or two thousand dollars, you know, a month, and I really pay it off. But this time, I opened the letter, I opened the envelope with it, and it was seventy-eight thousand dollars. And I said, "What? <laughs> what have we ordered? It cost seventy-eight thousand dollars, and it was going on for pages." And so I, I picked up the phone and I called them. And they said, "Mr. Caligas, we thought all these transactions were legit." I says, "Why would I need that many iPhones? It was iPhones. Somebody had got my number." And bought iPhones and shipped them all over the United States. <laughs> and so the credit, I, I, it's amazing that they missed that. By and the, and seventy and, the, and my my limit wasn't I don't know what it was. And it said, well, we thought you were just buying it for presents for people. We thought I love that we thought that's what they told me. I mean, I ended up get they ended up investigating it and big time uh, investigation. They even tracked the people down in Indiana that did it. I don't know if they arrested them, but. Long short, I got all my money back, but I just couldn't believe the statement, Chris, that they made to me. They they assumed they were I was buying presents, and I said, "Well, my li- I exceeded my limit. I had to buy twenty five thousand dollars. This was seventy eight thousand dollars." They said, "Well, we we you're such been a, you've been a credit card with us for I mean twenty years, and so we thought you were just wonderful." And I said, "Well, I appreciate that, but I would would have loved to have a notice." And of course, I did not receive uh, the online you know viewing, but now I do for all my credit cards. And uh, that was yeah. several years ago. But I, that's the importance, everybody, that you need to diligently look at that because they make mistakes. I'm sure some lazy person up there says, God, Gary, you know, he, he, he buys lots of stuff occasionally. And, you know, it would go up and down, but uh, never that kind of amount. Ne- never that never that count. Well, I got to, number one, I've got to make sure I'm on your Christmas gift list. I, yeah, I can, that can be happen. That could happen on <laughs> that. But, but, but that's, that's an incredible story. And, and, and it just goes tell you why it's so important to be checking your bank statement and your credit card statement on a weekly basis online and if you're and if your bank or credit card has a special sign up for fraud alerts make sure you sign up and if you get an alert make sure you immediately react to it and and i can tell you i you know i get the alerts and most of the time it's a transaction i did do they just for some reason it gets flagged as something they think yeah. is out of the ordinary and well, I just clear it with them real Chris, quick. Chris, you need to tell a couple a, of times. You need to tell listeners generally when there's a legitimate uh, fraud and you say it's a fraud and it, they will cancel your credit card and issue another credit card. I had one lady said, "I don't want to do that. I, I've got my credit card. I don't want to get rid of it." Says they generally will express mail you one the next day, or the, the, within two days you'll get it. So it's, yeah. you're not going to be that 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 much, but. Uh, it, it, you you can't just keep using it. It won't be a, once you call in and say it's fraud. They're gonna they're gonna put a stop on that baby so nobody else right. can use it. And I had which one lady, which is in your best interest. And I had one lady says, "Well, uh, I didn't want them to stop it." I said, "Well, if you reported it and you said it was fraudulent, they're gonna stop it because they they don't want to have more liability. And if you tell them to right. continue it, you're gonna be responsible, Bobby, for more than that fifty dollars or whatever." You have on your liability risk there, so that's the important thing. But a lot of them don't think that the, the credit card company is going to send them a credit card that quickly. But most of them do. Most of them do. And it, it, well, and you know, another good preventative measure is credit monitoring and uh, identity fraud protection services. Okay, good. So, so you know, you can sign up for an identity fraud protection plan, and and and. But let me be clear: these private 
services, which you can find online, and there's, you know, like uh, uh, Identity Lock and, and different companies, they can't guarantee you that you'll never be a victim of fraud. But what they'll do is they will do monitoring. They'll, they'll alert you if they spot something. Uh, they do, you know, different levels of monitoring, how deep they go from just basic credit monitoring and, and, uh, down to monitoring things that could be happening on social networks, like Facebook, possibly people's identities get stolen that way. And they'll also give you protection to help you recover identity theft, help you unwind it if it happens, even to the point that they'll even financially insure you to help you recover damages. So there's some good services out there, but but don't be confused if you sign up from one that you now are foolproof. You're not, but you have extra levels of, of protection in place. The other thing I want you to advise our, our listeners, I've got, I still have my senior citizen friends out there that, that still love checks, and they issue a lot of checks. But I have several, which, I, I you know, Gary can only recommend to people. And uh, when I see that, because I, I sometimes I have events and they have me their personal check to pay for the, the the registration or whatever we have there, and I see it, and I I caution the lady or the gentleman, sir, we don't need your social security number on the check. And she says, well, don't you need that to validate me and that it's, that's me? I says, no, we don't need to know it. Uh, please don't put that on anybody. He says, well, I do that almost every time I issue a check. I said, that's not very smart. Right? No, 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 it's not. There's no need to put your social security and uh, and one of them had their birth date, had their birthday, yeah. the entire birthday. So the person has the name, has the social security number, and the birth date. They can probably file for some kind of credit card for the for that information, right? Oh, oh, that's all the information. That would be the 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 golden ticket to Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. You get somebody's name, birth date address, social security number, and, and their bank account information on a check. You get everything you need. And people are still doing people are still doing that today. I yep. mean, even yep. my no. neck of the woods in Louisiana, they're yep. still doing yep. that. I keep cautioning them. You don't need that. And if the, the, if the if the business requires that, there's something wrong. I mean, you know, they, they, they can track you down if the check bounce or doesn't clear. You don't have to put all those numbers down there and your driver's license number and all these things they would collect. They, you don't need that. No, no. no. And, and, and not only do you not need to do that, but also be mindful of how you dispose of checks and, you know, checkbooks that you're going to get rid of Good point. that have information. Don't just throw that in your trash can because that's another way scammers can get their your information. They'll dig through trash to find paper records that you've thrown out. That's to make sure anything that has sensitive information about you, whether it's your banking information, your personal social security, your, your health records, anything about your health information, because that's a big ticket that scammers are after now are people's health information. And Chris, so you're shredding them or you're taking them to like a, a, a staples or a place like that that have uh, secure disposal services for right. those kinds of sensitive documents. But explain to listeners, you can freeze a bank account because of fraudulent or somebody stolen your checks, or you. I mean, it's just like mm-hmm. a freezing a credit card or canceling your credit card. Is that correct? Oh, absolutely. And that should be done, especially if you uh, you've lost a whole packet of checks. And I mean, a lot of times, I hate to say this, some of the banks don't look at our signatures that closely, and uh, they'll let some of those checks go through. And you know. Yeah. 
And that could be a look like you said, a gold mine. If somebody found a whole book of checks somewhere of some person and they'll be writing checks out for probably small denominations so it doesn't put a flag, but they'll issue a lot of them. Right? Well, and don't forget, on your checks is both your account number and your bank routing number. Oh. So somebody gets their hands on that, they are they are very close to being in a position to start wiring money out. Because they only need one more thing is probably your password, which you'll probably figure out that by some matter of means, right? Yeah, I mean that's yeah, and that's actually another part of this discussion is making sure that you use passwords. Yeah. Okay, but let's before we go, so there, I have more people telling me, Gary, why do I need to get these credit reports? I don't want to pay extra to get credit reports. Explain to them about that. Yeah, well, well, first of all, there are actually credit report services that sometimes you can access for free through your bank, through your credit card. Um, so you want to be monitoring your, 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 your credit report because if activity is going on out there, it can show up on your credit report and then impact your credit score. So if you've seen an all-of-a-sudden inexplicable impact to your credit rating, Something significantly has changed, and you'll get a notice if it go, if it does. That's another clue that there could be something going on where your identity has been hacked, and all of a sudden there's somebody out there posing as you, opening up credit card accounts, running them up, spending a bunch of money. And that will start to show up on credit reports, and that's another way that you can self-monitor to protect yourself from somebody who could be out there posing as you and engaging in a whole bunch of financial transactions. Here's a frequent question I have about credit reports. I think there are three major credit reporting companies. So so why don't all of those would be the same? If I, if I request my credit reports from Experian, should it be identical if I request it from Equifax or TransUnion? They're, they're not identical because they, they have different um, measuring metrics that they use so there can be a little bit of variation between them really okay yeah you're the yeah. first one ever said that most of them don't even answer that question but th- that's what people are asking me is which one do i pick gary i think there are three so which one do i pick and i said i don't know i i i i've only picked one generally but i didn't i was thinking about next time around trying to, the other two to see if it's they're going to give me different information or give me a different credit score, or give me tell me other things that I don't know about my credit request, or whatever. So uh, yeah, yeah, they, they, they're not going to be wildly different, but um, there there will be some variation between them because they're just they, 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 each of them have their own way of doing it. And if I recall, you also can subscribe something in their system that if a credit's requested of you, right? Of, of you request uh, you you're going to get additional. You can put a freeze on your credit request. You can put a bunch of things on your your credit, right? That's right. And you can do it through either either uh, all three of these or one of them, right? Uh, yeah, all three. You can do it for all three. Okay, so the the item you mentioned about uh, destruction is very serious. About don't leave a paper trail because. I hate to say a lot of us keep a lot of things in our homes and a lot of private records. I mean, I went to one of my relatives, and my relatives had every check that they had issued since 2000. 
and it was clearly marked in a filing cabinet, all checks, all statements, all bank transactions, all stock mm-hmm. stuff. It was clearly marked. Anybody could break in their house and get down there, and they had a, they had a, a, a bevy of information. Yeah, I, I, there's no need to go back 20 years keeping that kind of information. But if you are hanging on to that information, make sure it's locked up. Yeah. And, and if you're going to dispose of it, you've got to dispose of it securely. You can't just toss it out. It's got to you've got to be done through a professional dis, a secure disposal service, or you've got to shred it. Yeah, and, and years ago, I destroyed all of my um, documents. Brought a professional company there and paid them to shred all the uh, the old tax returns and references. And it was it was a sad feeling. I never thought I might need that, but hey. You know, things for so many years back, you really don't need it. You know, you keep them that long. So hopefully hopefully everything now is digitized. So uh, it's in there, some secure file somewhere. Somebody's got it, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Just, just about everything is. Okay, hold that thought. We'll be right back with more information. But now we're more sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and A-Bears Tending Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, probably presented by AERP Louisiana and Ebers, Town and Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show is a special guest, is Mr. Chris Orestes, who is known as the Retirement Genius, and he's giving us some great information and great advice about protecting your identity and avoiding you being a victim of fraud and scams out there. So, Thank you, Chris, for joining us today. This has been very educational for me. I know for my many, many listeners out there, uh, we'll, we'll definitely heed some of your information. Uh, let's talk now a little bit about creating strong passwords for their uh, their access to their various accounts, or et cetera. Why is that important? Well, you know, password access and password protection is just critical for or. So many things that you're going to access online, your bank account, uh, your, your credit card information. And the problem for so many people, not just seniors, but across the board, is laziness and using simple passwords. Like, you don't ever want to use password, the word password, as your password. You don't ever <laughs> want to use one, two, three, four, five, six as your password. Because when cyber hackers and criminals are going to try and get into your stuff, they've got a whole laundry list of the simple ones that they run through first. They'll even dig into things like your social media accounts to try and find clues of things in your life that might tip them off to things you might be using like birth dates and and, and family member names, grandchildren, things like that. Your grandchildren's name, okay, I can see that. Right, right, right. And so what you need to be doing when it comes to um, your passwords is it's got to be a secure combination of upper and lower case letters, a number, and a symbol. Okay, you want to have some combination, and it's usually going to be about eight characters long. You, you, you use that. You should probably swap it out a couple times a year. And you don't want to be using the same password on everything you have 
and you don't want to be sharing that password with other people to get on to to to, to your various um, programs. Like some people will share their passwords with kids or grandkids so they can log on to their computer when they're visiting or or uh, go on to their Netflix account and things like that. You've sure. got to be careful to keep that stuff tight and close to the vest. Because some of that could accidentally be given out and you never know who might come visit you. That, 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 that is definitely good, some good advice. But here's the what here's what some of my seniors and boomers tell me. Gary, there's so many accounts that I have now. I'm getting overwhelmed about remembering all these passwords. He says, I'm, uh, this one gentleman says, I must have 300 different passwords and, and I can't keep up with that many. So I only have like two that he puts in all of his accounts. And uh, Right. And most, I think most seniors, including myself, I don't have that many different ones that I use, but I try to hierarchy them. That, uh, but definitely adding a symbol does help. And some of mine, I will add that symbol and not add that symbol for some, so to make it a little bit inconsistent for some hacker out there not to think about it. But, uh, but you're right. It's got to be, and tell, tell our listeners most of the time, and I, I, I caution people that, when you go into some new accounts, it will tell you if it's a strong password, weak password, or, you know, highly recommended that you get another password. I think if you put the word password in there, it comes up on most of these systems now, says do right. not pick this, right? Right, exactly. And, you know, that's that's one thing is, is uh, and I, I had one gentleman said, Gary, should I buy that app that stores all my passwords? I said, well, it's going to require you have a password to go into that. So you make sure that's real secure that you can always remember. So, uh, I mean, that that's really de- definitely critical. Right, Chris? Oh, absolutely. I mean, those can be good password keys that you can carry around. Uh but that's the, the the key here is making sure it's a secure password. You're not sharing it. You're swapping it out. Uh, because if you if you let somebody get their hands on your password and it's just something you use all the time, you never change, and it's on everything you have, they 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 might as well just broken into your house. So uh, I I had this Gary meets a lot of people. So I met this lady then she was showing me her brand new iPhone and, and I said, Wow, that is so cool. I've got one just like that. So I showed her mine and I held my face up to it and it opened up. She says, What is that? And I says, That's facial recognition that I don't have to worry about dialing in my face. Says, How does it know who you are? I says, What takes a picture of you and it knows all that and so I showed her, I, I turned it off, I put my COVID-19 mask on. It didn't recognize me, so it wouldn't let me in my own, my own fold. She says, well, see, it didn't recognize you. Well, no, it didn't because I covered up my most of my face. And she says, well, do all phones have that? I says, yours does. Some do, some don't. Do, do you recommend that to be used? You know, I, I, I don't use facial recognition, I, but I do use uh, thumbprint recognition. Oh, yeah. Be, be careful about facial recognition because you know that actually is something that can be stolen and then used. Uh, they're one of the things that cyber scammers are out there doing. I didn't know that. they're trolling. They're trolling social media, mm-hmm. looking for opportunities to victimize people by using the, po- the pictures that they post, their their profiles, uh, oh, okay. too much information. You know, some, watch out for those like little quizzes that says, "Oh, which celebrity do you match up?" with and you type in all this information about yourself 
Okay. You're giving up a lot of valuable information if it gets into the wrong hands. And so they they might get, go on my Facebook page, look at my picture, and if they ever find my phone, they can get into it easily. They can yeah, throw, they I can, mean, there's, that's a possible, that's a vulnerability you want to watch out for. But my fingerprint, I mean, they may not be able to um, duplicate that to some matter of means unless they cut my finger off and put it on there. Or pretty soon we'll have I retina scanners. I'm sure they have it in many security places, but probably the next phone will be retina scannings, right? Right. <laughs> right, and th- and those are out there too. I mean, retina scanning is now out there. Wow. So, in in closing, what else can you tell our listeners? How about protecting their identity, and 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 what else have you seen out there in the in the world that we need to be aware of? Well, listen. You know, there are some very popular scams that are going on, and you've got to be aware of them. There there are people that are posing as as government agents as uh, giving information about the latest on coronavirus, where you can get a vaccine, uh, how you can get stimulus money, who's tested positive in your area. Uh, you've got to watch out for people using particularly right now coronavirus as a foot in the door to get your attention, to get you to click on links. And if you're not sure about an email, if you're not sure about a call, there's a couple of things you can do. You can either turn around and call right back and see if they're legit. Uh, I mean, by that I mean call your your bank at the net, at the number you have for your bank, for your credit card. Uh, you could if you think you're getting something from the CDC, you know, just go online and look up the CDC. But here's a great resource to to be watching out for the latest scams. The um, the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, is the government agency that watches out for scams and is responsible for policing scams. The FTC website, www.ftc.gov, has a very active part of their website where they're posting scam alerts and what the top scams are out there and how to a scam if you think you've been a victim of one or if you think somebody's attempted to contact you. So I would be using that as a resource if you think you're suspicious of something, if you think you've been a victim of something, check out ftc.gov, and that is a really good resource reporting on and policing not just cyber scams, but phone scams, door-to-door scams across the board. Well, that's some great advice. Thank you again, Chris, for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. I'm going to, can I mention your website, www.retirementgenius.com? And, yes, um, please. That's we And we have a host of resources and information there as well. So, so it's www.retirementgenius.com. So, again, thank you, Chris, that's for it. joining us today. And best, best wishes to you for continued success and in helping seniors and boobers throughout our wonderful country. Well, thank you. I want you to stay safe and healthy and all your listeners stay safe and healthy during these times. Take care. Well, you're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, probably presented by AERP Louisiana and A-Bears Tenant Country Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer.